How has your mental health been lately? Do you feel burdened or overwhelmed? What about your finances? Do you find yourself living from paycheck to paycheck and working more than one job? If so, I have a solution for you. Visit www.unwrapwellness.com and follow at Unwrap Wellness on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest to view content focused on the importance of putting yourself first as the key to unwrapping wellness. Plus, discover potential part or full-time career opportunities available and connect with the best financial experts to meet your financial goals. Again, visit www.unwrapwellness.com and follow at Unwrap Wellness on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest to connect and unwrap your wellness now. Hi, I'm Nicole Ebanks. I'm the host of Soul and Substance, the podcast. I'm also a journalist and a blogger, and I'm going to carry you through conversation where we're going to talk about those in-depth topics, those topics we're all afraid to talk about. I can guarantee you transparency, honesty, and pure realness because the perspectives come from my own celebrities, locals, and you especially. Soul and Substance starts right now. Nicole E. Banks, I am so proud of you and can't believe we're already at a one-year celebration. You pushed through and you're still moving and I'm so happy to be a part of your journey and pleased to know that you are becoming more and more comfortable in your skin and shining brightly is all God created you to be. It is a beautiful place to dwell and continually grow in. I'm wishing you all the best as time goes on and looking forward to your celebrity interviews because I know they're coming. And just glad to have been a part of this from the beginning and just seeing how much you've blossomed. And looking forward to all the great things that are in store to come. So here's to you and letting go of all the anxieties and fears that keep us from truly living in the fullness and abundance of this life that we have been given. All right, boo. Love you. Bye. Baby. We got a podcast anniversary. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Cue the music. Cue all the celebratory balloons or what is it? Kazoos, tambourines. Let's get it. It's an anniversary. Okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I am so elated. And I know you guys are too, y'all. Soul and Substance reached its one-year anniversary. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. It feels amazing to say that. I knew this was going to happen. Of course, 
you know, I stated it um, before in the very beginning of this podcast journey that, you know, my whole thing was about staying consistent, staying consistent, but it feels amazing to not only do that, but accomplish so much more. Y'all, I wouldn't have made it here without you. And I truly, truly appreciate all of you from the very beginning, you know, the first episode. When I think back recording that first episode, and it took multiple takes, as I've said before, um, I remember I was in my bedroom. I had like a blanket over me just to, you know, create this studio-like um, recording. I had my script and everything. And where I am now, a lot has changed and changed for the better. So <laughs> I just feel amazing. Um, kudos to Samantha for get, sending such a wonderful message. Girl, I receive it all. And thank you so much. And so many of you again for along the way, taking on this new adventure with me. And we're, it's only going to go far. But before, before we get into all of that, Y'all, this is going to be an action-packed episode with so much fanfare, so much reflection. And of course, I had to have a guest on the episode. So first up, we're going to start off the episode with my interview with Jayla Powers. She is a DMV um, spoken word artist, specializes in poetry, and y'all, she just blows you away. Um, Our podcast episode just talks about you know, stepping forth into your artistry, whatever you want to do, even if it isn't artistic related, how much of that journey can build you up, how much you can grow from it, and how much can change within a year. Already this episode, I am going to title it A Difference A Year Mix because so much can happen in just one year. If we set out to do something, just imagine if you stick with it for a year, how much things can change, how many how you can change, you know, what you envision can be different from, you know, between the first day to 365 days later. So this episode is dedicated to that. So first up, Jayla Powers. So while I was planning for this podcast episode about the anniversary, um, there was a specific topic that I had in mind that just came instantly. Like I already knew what I was going to talk about. Like that came with no problem. Mm-hmm. I also knew that, you know, I wanted a guest to be on the sh- show because, you know, I love hearing from you guys. I love your feedback, your engagement, your perspective. So again, having a guest speaker was no- a no brainer. However, I did reach a roadblock you know, finding people, researching, it did come at a difficulty, but Mm -hmm. timing is everything. So uh, recently I attended an open mic night. No, I didn't perform this time, but um, I was captivated by one of the speakers there as well as other people were also captivated by what she had to say. Like she really just pulls you in. So we have the pleasure of having Jayla on the show today, Jayla Powers, or some may know, Miss Spoken Poet. Thanks for coming on the show. No problem. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. So let's just dive on in. Um, so you've been doing spoken word poetry. When did you start actually writing poetry? 
Um, I would say I started writing poetry in middle school. I used to like make um, Christmas cards and Thanksgiving cards for my family members. And I would have like a poem on the inside for whatever um, I wanted to say to them for the holidays. So I started off by doing like like that. Oh, my gosh. Really? Only from middle school? Yes. That's, that's kind of like with me, like growing up, I always used to write like short stories or inspirational quotes to like my sister. Like she was in nursing school at the time. So. I would always write things to her, it, it, kind of in the similar way that you did, too. But, okay, mm-hmm. that's really cool. So, middle school, did you ever get to perform anything then, or was it just written down and always shared that way? At that point, it was just me just writing it down. I never sh- uh, even thought about sharing poetry at that point in my life in middle school. I just knew that I liked it, because my older brother, he also wrote poetry, so that he inspired me to do that as well. We always wrote poems in all of our cards, me and him. So, yeah. So it's a family affair. I love it. I love it. I love yeah. it. Was there ever a time where you did get the thought, like, okay, yes, you're sharing it amongst other people. You're inspiring others. You know, you're sharing your craft and showing your love. But was there ever a thought that you're like, hmm, I could share this publicly with others? Uh- uh, yes, when I started sharing some of my poems with my um in college with my roommate, I had she started. I noticed that they liked it as well. At first, I thought it was just because of my family, like they're gonna tell me they like it. But when I right. started sharing it with other people, like my friends or like a college roommate, and they liked my poem, okay, well, if outside people like it, maybe other people will like it too. So that's how I first started thinking about wanting to share my poetry outside of my family. And you were never nervous to share it with your roommate, like I know. You know, of course, at that time, you cultivated a relationship with them, but still, you weren't kind of anxious about it at all? I was definitely scared to share with her. Actually, the way that I shared it with her wasn't really me just saying, hey, can I share this with you? I was on the phone saying it to my mother, and she turned around and was like, that's really good. So that's how it happened. It wasn't like Uh, I asked her. She heard me saying it to my family on the phone. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. That's pretty interesting. So when I think about, you know, the podcast began... Uh, last year 2022 and it was something that I've thought about you know for a few years prior to its um, birth but I always put it off procrastination or I would second guess my abilities would anyone listen to it Um, I had fear of the unknown but I felt like time was passing and the desire to share it with others just kept getting stronger and stronger Mm -hmm. so But still, that fear was there. So take us back to when, from, you know, sharing it with a roommate to your first spoken word performance. How did that come about? Um, How did you develop the courage to even stand on a stage and do something like that? Like, take us in. Um, so eventually, like, I mean, originally I was super scared to share with my roommate, but once that, like I said, that day when I shared it with my mom and she turned around and said she liked it, I started sharing more and more poems with her. And then on campus, I saw a flyer for like a poetry, um, contest. So she had told me that I should, um, perform in it. So I signed up and emailed them and asked them if I could present at the poetry contest and all my teammates, I played basketball in college. So all my teammates came to the um, contest with me and I was super scared I actually was gonna walk out my but my teammate made me go back inside so I was about to walk out I was super nervous shaking like I couldn't get myself together I had to call my grandmother on the phone to say a poem to her a bunch of times before I went out there and then I finally went out there it was really no like 
peace that came even when I was saying it. I still was scared. I was you could see me shaking in the video that I have. But after I did it and I saw like the reaction from the audience and I actually won the contest. So that really? was Yeah, I won the contest and I was just like, wow, like okay. It was that was really scary, but the feeling that you get after you do it, it was worth like worth it to me. Oh, definitely. Especially, you know, I always say like whenever I have nerves you know, for public speaking or anything like that, like that feeling, that waiting period up until you actually have to do it, it's the worst feeling. Yes. Like you play the scenarios over in your mind of like how it should go, what you're going to do if you're going to mess up, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. How, how are you going to sound to other people? So it's very bold of you to, you know, go through all those emotions, even to the point where you wanted to like, okay, I'm just going to leave. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we all have that moment. So that's definitely real. Um, But kudos to you, because look, like, ever since that performance, it definitely, the response, you probably, you know, you didn't see it coming. You know, you got a lot of fanfare from that, you know, from the beginning, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And you won the contest, like you said. Yeah. Like, that's pretty amazing. I feel like a lot of times we're in our head a lot that, you know, we don't, necessarily see the other side if we just step out mm-hmm. and, you know do certain things um that we want to do we always think the negative but yeah definitely yeah it can result in something big and something huge so since then like you know what else have you been doing you know in terms of you know spoken word like from that first day from that first performance I'm sorry has there been were you eager to get back on stage or was it like I'm gonna hold up for a bit I'm gonna just pause and see um, so the poetry that I presented in was like a poetry group. They actually ended after that day that I did it. So I never got to go back to it or do any more poems. So after that, I kind of took like a, I would say a two and a half year break of sharing my poems on stage. So I completely stopped basically. And so then like eventually I had joined a poetry group at my church again and I was hosting it to like meet other Christian poets and things like that. So I started going to open mics with them and that's when I started sharing again. One of the girls in my group went with me to one of the open mics here in Baltimore and we both went on the stage and shared together. So that's how I started doing it again. But I went through the same emotions, the same nervousness, same (laughs) because I had gone so long without doing it. But after that, that's when I started being more consistent and going like almost every other week to do the same thing wow that's so cool but I feel like deep down inside you probably because the fact that you know it's been it was a two-month break two-year break I'm sorry yeah and you know you developed this club and you know you're encouraging others to you know go with you but you still got on stage soon Mm -hmm. after like what is that push that you know gets you on stage every time regardless of the nervousness and the anxiety um at first I don't know I didn't know what it was because like I'm a really well before people always knew me as like a shy person I didn't like talking to people or like I just really introverted so but I, I don't know like I'm really big on God so I felt like he just kept pushing me and making me feel like convicting my spirit basically to be like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, and the more and more I did it and the more reactions that I got and the way my journey has just been going far, I can just, it's him that keeps pushing me to keep doing it. Cause I have, even now I still have days where I feel like, am I supposed to be doing this or should I stop? Or is this something else that he wants for me? But he just keeps confirming it. And that's what makes me go out there. Cause I know that I'm, this is my purpose and I'm supposed to be doing it for some reason. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
and definitely, you know, confirmations will come along the way. I know for me, I get into a place where I feel like, am I doing what I'm doing? Is it going in vain? You know, podcasting, mm-hmm. hearing people's stories, you know, sharing it with others. Like, are people even listening to me? Is it interesting to other people? And I second mm-hmm. guess myself a lot. But yet, you know, God, I'm a firm believer in God, too. I feel like, you know, along the way, he will send confirmations through people, um, you know, in my work, like how excited I'll get when I start going back to like creating and, you know, gathering more ideas for topics. And, you know, it's always some confirmation after a long time of doubting myself at some point again, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's just like we always have to find ways to look to see like what we can lean on to say like you know what yeah I am doing this for a reason this is my purpose you know this isn't going in vain and it's you know helping others you know yeah so you know you've been on stage you know since that time and you've been doing it since then but how have you grown within the year Hmm. Um. I would say I've definitely grown as far as like my stage presence. When I first started sharing again in 2022, which was last year, I was always sharing like looking down at my phone the entire time or just talking really like monotone. Like I didn't really put the parts of my poems where I, whether I was talking about depression or talking about whatever the topic was, you couldn't feel it through the poem. Like it wasn't like a performance. It was just me reciting something or just reading off my phone. But mm-hmm. as time went on, I learned to like I studied more and was like it's a spoken word art and spoken word performer so it's supposed to be a performance so I started putting more passion into it and showing more emotion and like just being more comfortable on stage and as a result of that that's how I just got more comfortable and then eventually it just was came easier to me and I don't feel that I don't feel as though it's in a performance anymore unless I show that passion and I'm actually feel even more anxious I guess if I'm looking down at my phone I feel better even better if I'm not if I don't have my phone or if I am looking out putting on a performance so it feels better that way now weirdly enough you're more comfortable in it yeah yeah and I have to brag on you because I first the first time I heard you um was the December pure poetry live with Orville um the poet Mm -hmm. um and of course like he introduced you and of course he was like um you know this young lady she's gonna go places and the way that he spoke, I have been to um, open mic nights where o- Orville has hosted, mm-hmm. and he has never introduced anybody the way he did you. So that piqued my interest from the beginning. But I was like, okay, cool. Still, I'm going to see for myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not like I was going to give you a hard time or anything. But again, still, everyone is different. Yeah. But when you started speaking, you had me. <laughs> you had me I'm telling you like at that point I had to put my phone down I stopped recording I was just it was just you and me you it's a big it was a packed room y'all and she I felt like she was just talking to me I was on the side <laughs> you probably you know I'm pretty sure you never saw me there but yeah ever since then I was like I truly believe and it didn't take long what he said that you're going places trust and believe that Mm -hmm. trust and believe that like it's amazing how much you know and again you're going to explain more but I believe that your past year was only the you know not the foundation per se 
but really was the springboard of what is to come for you. Like, I know I did my first um, open mic night last July, 2022. Mm -hmm. And I tried to practice. I mean, I tried to memorize it. So I didn't read from the paper. So I didn't, wasn't on my phone. Cause like you said, people feel it more when it's in, when you perform it or act it or it's in your body language, right? Yeah. But I brought the paper on stage with me. Mm -hmm. And every now and then I would look up and yes, I got some response, but I could tell with you, you were settling into misspoken poet, like Jayla Powers, whoever that is off stage. We didn't, we could feel that, but mm-hmm. you definitely have a stage presence that comes through your storytelling, through your words that you speak. And so, y'all, I'm not biased, but <laughs> like you're really good at what you do. However, uh, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So even though you're all that, what are some challenges or setbacks that you have experienced, you know, throughout this journey of yours of um, poetry? Throughout this first year doing poetry, I would say like I like I struggle with writer's block a lot. Like I have um, I feel like more so coming from like something like now I'm getting booked for like features and like they want me to come to this place to perform and it's just like I kind of put a pressure on myself okay I need to have this many poems done by this week and if I don't have them then it kind of just makes me feel like really pressured and really anxious so sometimes that causes my writer's block because I'm putting so much pressure on myself instead of just letting it come freely Mm -hmm. so and also as a poet, like when you stuff in your, like anything else, even if you're with your job or whatever, if you have a lot of stuff going on personally in your life, it's kind of hard for you to write. Like it's kind of hard for you to think about what you're trying to write about or even get new ideas. And during this past, the year where my poetry was kind of taken off, one of my biggest supporters, which is my aunt, she's been in a coma this whole time. And that's the person I always read my poems to before any open mic or did anything with. So now that's kind of like being with her most of the time and having to think about that, sometimes it makes me not be able to, it was kind of like struggling during this past year trying to write. And then like, I try to be here for my family and then go back to poetry because she was so big in that for me. And that's like, now when I have these features, I think like, oh, my aunt would be here, but she's not here so that's one of the things I feel like I've struggled with is this past year just starting to write poetry is dealing with that and dealing with writer's block it is a serious uh thing writer's block is no joke especially when you're being pressured or you know you're on a time crunch or people are you know you're booked and busy so of course you Mm -hmm. definitely have all of your material ready so I definitely can understand that um the journey isn't easy, but, you know, when you're passionate about it, it comes through. Like, I'm sure, like, um, when you're able to get into a zone of, okay, like, I got this, it will get done. That's when the ideas for new poems came about more freely again. You know, I like to say, like, whenever we hit a low, low, there's always a high, high. Um, yeah. I can definitely say for the podcast, um, there was a time where I was building momentum since January and like mid summer, um, I just stopped recording an unexpected hiatus for like three months. Uh, You know, it just happened. I think because I was in my head again, like I wondered again, I doubted my abilities. I doubted if people were truly listening, even though I had a strong, you know, listening base and people were really giving me feedback I still mm-hmm. second guess and like I feel like 
like someone had told me, you know, gave me constructive criticism, but I think I took that the wrong way. And I started to, you know, let the podcast go to the wayside. So how do you tend to like, you know, I'm pretty sure as much as you're getting, you know, the praises and the strong response from people, there are naysayers, I believe. Um, How do you quiet their noise or what do you say in return when they try to discourage you? Um, Honestly, I can't say I've experienced it that much. I mean, I don't Usually I do get mostly praise. I mean, some people try to tell me advice as far as constructive criticism, but um, it's really, I just see it really as constructive criticism because it is my first year doing poetry. It hasn't been a full year yet. So I just take it as like, they're just trying to help me. And I just, you know, try to adjust as much as I can if I feel as though that's something I need to work on. But if it's not something I feel as though I need to work on, then I just say thank you. Or, you know, I pray to God and ask him if it's something that he thinks I should change. And if he confirms it, then I will. But if not, then I just leave it alone. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that's a very good um, point of view and something that I will take with me um, this next year and the future of the podcast and the other goals. Mm -hmm. Um, Where do you see yourself um, long-term and what are your big ultimate goals with spoken word? You know, is it just spoken word? Are there other talents and artistry that you plan to showcase? Um, first, for, as far as I want to see myself in uh, five years, I would say I want to definitely be a full-time spoken word artist. Like, I want to do this full-time eventually um, and be able to travel with it, like, go over across the different states and stuff, performing in different places. Like, I look at poets like Rudy Francisco or even, like you said, Orville, like, he's a full-time artist. He has his own open mic, and mm-hmm. I feel like that's something I would want to do. Maybe not host my own open mic, but be able to be a full-time artist and, like, Recently, he was got chosen as one of the um, poets to speak at the Wizards versus the Golden State game at the halftime show. Like that's something that I would want to do as well. So things like that, um, being able to be able to experience things that I haven't, I want to be able to experience without poetry and changing the game for different poets around the um, DMV, like he's doing. Well, you're definitely doing that at 25. Um, and so I definitely believe, you know, only great things are ahead for you. We're going to see you all over. This isn't the last time we're going to hear misspoken poet Jayla Powers. Definitely believe only good things are coming your way. With that, what is some of the events that you have coming up that the people want to know and can attend? Um, I have a feature in Philly at Two Lines, Philly, um, February the 10th. And I also have a feature at Busboys in Columbia on March the 16th. All righty. And your Instagram, anywhere we can also hear you in between those events. Oh, yes. My Instagram is misspoken poet. So it's spoken poet. Thank you, misspoken poet. Y'all, she was a treat. We'll be right back. Thank you, Jayla, for being on the episode. If you didn't catch her Instagram handle, it's at M-I-S-S. S-P-O-K-E-N-P-O-E-T, Misspoken Poet. One year. I want to definitely thank myself for taking on this venture. I have mentioned many times before that this was um, something that I wanted to accomplish for years. And I finally took the challenge up and I just went for it. And I'm so glad that I did. There is 
a difference. There is a difference. I have grown. I sound different. I was much more timid my first couple of episodes. I was married to a script. Now I'm not. Of course, I have notes, that type of thing. But I sound like a host. Whereas before, you know, I definitely know I had the skill. But over time, I just got more comfortable with the mic. I got a lot more comfortable with my voice. I don't shy when I hear my voice anymore. You know that feeling. You don't like to hear your own voice. But, you know, the comfortability that I get when I speak to you guys is a lot more at ease. Now, I do get anxious at times when I do have interviews. However, that quickly goes away when I just get in my space, when I start. And my first couple of interviews, like even when Sandy was the first um, guest on the podcast, and even though we and her were co-workers, still I was nervous. I was definitely nervous. I didn't know how having a guest, how I was going to be able to navigate that the first go round. And then, of course, Greg Brown was my second guest. And his was a little bit more nervous because of our history. Yes, you know, we briefly dated and you know how that went about. But even so, like that was an interview that I was like, okay, a lot is I'm banking on this. Me and Sandy were much more closer. So this just felt like. I don't know what to expect with this. And am, are, are, is he going to feel comfortable? Is he going to feel like this is worth his time? And then, you know, over time, I just built this momentum. I got comfortable with the topics that I was speaking about. I started to just learn the craft of hosting and what that meant. Over time, I saw greatness in me. Not saying from the beginning, I didn't know that this the Soul and Substance brand wasn't a lot. Like I know it's built with the whole lot that it's part of greatness. Like I said, only greatness resides here. So I believed it in the beginning, but I didn't know how much power all that greatness was inside of me. I didn't know how much of it I already exhibited. So within the year, it just kept growing and growing and growing. And I believe that all of that helped me navigate my first open mic night experience. Like I took on this venture that although it was, the timing was right, it needed to happen. It wasn't daunting, but it did get me out of my comfort zone where I'm speaking to strangers weekly. So being on stage, it was like, yo, this is another way for you to get out your comfort zone. If you want to be the person on TV, if you want to be interviewing the big leagues and, you know, interviewing you guys more on a one-on-one level, you have to be comfortable being out in public. And I only believe the podcast geared me up for that. Um, I just, I am so amazed with how much I have grown. Like I told you guys about my experience finally telling my parents that I have a podcast. I feel unstoppable. I do. And this podcast is, it's my baby. I had my blog. My blog served as my open diary. I like to say that my blog, like a lot of people didn't 
I feel like friends would say like, oh, Nicole, you're always there for other people. We don't know much about you. My blog served as that space to just be open finally with other people. And not saying that the podcast wasn't either, but I knew this was a way for me to interact with you guys more. I am big on person-to-person interaction. I love hearing y'all's stories. I love interacting with you all. So the podcast was a way for us to do that in real time. A blog, you read it. I'll get some comments in the um, comment section on each post. But this was different. And like I said, the dreams and the aspirations that I had, you know, with the podcast definitely lend away for that. And also... Someone recently asked me, why do you have a podcast? What is the point of this? What were your earlier reasons for having a podcast? Because I started to, after reflecting on this year, I was looking at the numbers and I was like, oh my gosh, I wish I had more people. And I know that will come. And I'm not doing this just for numbers. I'm not just doing this to have this large crowd of people following me. It's all about quality. But I appreciate that person asking me, why did you start this in the first place? Because I started to lose why, what was the podcast purpose? Why did I start this? And it goes back to my blog. It goes back to the reason Soul and Substance period was ever created. And that was for transparency. I told you guys that, you know, with my blog, people got to realize who I was. I was a lot more vulnerable then. Soul and Substance, if you pay attention to the theme song, I talk about perspective from myself, others, celebrities, locals, and you. And I mean that. There's a lot of facades, a lot of fakeness in our world today. I don't have to explain it. Y'all know exactly what I mean. And social media will amplify that. I wanted a space where... We can be our true selves. I like to say, whenever someone's in my presence, I always want them to be comfortable being themselves around me. You don't have to put on a fake mask. You don't have to put some different person on just because you're around Nicole. When you're around Nicole, I want you to be free to be yourselves and vice versa. We can talk about whatever, no judgment, nothing like that. And I hope that you guys get that because I definitely received that and that's never going to change. And I like to say that within this year, based off of different topics that we've had, that transparency remained the same. And I only believe that beyond this year, it's only going to grow, not only for myself, but for you guys as well, even more so. I just, I love this. I do. I am very, very proud of myself. I'm not going to (laughs) cry, but please know I am truly touched. Like, y'all don't know how much, like, even me recording this, I feel so grown. (laughs) I'm about to be 30, so I know I'm grown. But how I speak, it's such a difference, y'all. Don't y'all hear it? Don't y'all hear it? Oh my gosh. If you're new to the Stolen Substance fam, episode one, work. 
to now, there's a huge difference. And I'm so happy. Thank you. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. So we made it to the end. Wow. First one in the books. We did it, y'all. And I'm so glad I did it with you guys by my side. I hope you'll come back. I promise it'll be an unforgettable ride together. Our lives will change because of this podcast. Our lives will change for the better. Before I get out of here, I'm going to leave with a question. I like to ask questions, so get used to it. (laughs) So at the end of each episode, I'll leave posing a question that sums up the episode's topic. Here it goes. Work looks different for everybody. What does work look like for you? I love you and I mean it. Peace. Um, And I really want to say thank you. And I appreciate the work that you're doing. Everybody support my sister here. She is um, bringing all these different topics, trying to focus, trying to give us an understanding. Mind you that she's not doing it, doing this for anybody else. She's doing it for us. She's doing it for, um, you know, education, knowledge, you know, a bit of a wisdom in it. And every once in a while we get laughter. But let's let's appreciate her for all the work that she's she's doing. Yeah, my mother is a very strong, resolute person. Um, so how does she feel about you being an atheist? <laughs> she don't know it. What? <laughs> I know this is not what love is supposed to be. Especially you saw it with mom. And you yeah. Said be my life. But it's kind of like, you know that whole, I had this, I'll be truly honest. I know I had this ride or die mentality, quote unquote. Before I started talking, it was like, wow, Nicole, you really made it. You're really here. Soul and Substance was produced by Nicole Ebanks. The Soul and Substance theme song was produced by Lawrence Ebanks. If you would like to ask for advice or leave comments, send an email to soulandsubstance25 at gmail.com. For blog posts, visit soulandsub.wordpress.com and follow us on Instagram at soul.n.substance. That's S-O-U-L dot N dot S-U-B-S-T-A-N-C-E.